And now, back to your regular programming! You've never heard less productive analysis. Heard nationally, it's the Belief in FCS Football Podcast with Joe DeLeon and Sean Anderson. What was that? Okay. You want to play the game? No, yeah, it wasn't recording when you said that, but we, I, I think the audience missed it, what you just said. No, they didn't miss it, Joe. Oh, and here come the sunglasses again. Welcome back to another it. episode of the Believe in FCS Football Podcast. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by my former teammate, former roommate from the University of Rhode Island, Mr. Sean Anderson. Sean, for the first time in two years, I, I, I swung a golf club. I went to the driving range this weekend, and... Uh, I, I don't know if I met my ex. What brought you? To, what brought you to the driving range? First of all, was it what I think took you, or is it? Well, did I you wanted, just want to go. Uh, b- both. Uh, but mostly, I wanted to go. I brought my clubs back here with the intention of of wanting to to get back into playing. Mm. And I don't know if I met my expectations or not sure for how good I was going to swing. Actually, it was fifteen bucks for one hundred and twenty balls. Not that bad. That's no, standard. Well, it's yeah. driving range. I meant the rounds. The rounds have um, to be. I expensive for all the water they're using. Right. I, I refuse to to go play for like a month. I need to get back into into a rhythm because the driving was horrible. I was slicing every shot. Sure. Off the woods wasn't that bad. Irons was was hit or miss. Way worse than usual. Don't even remember what my swing was. For some strange reason, the one club I hit the best was my approach wedge, which you would think is like the the complete opposite. Some would call it a chipping wedge or a uh, chipping I, iron. I have an approach wedge. I don't have a chipping wedge. An approach wedge. You know what? I, I'm using clubs that I found on the street, <laughs> so I'm not even going to try to flex Wait, are, like I know anything <laughs> about golf. Are you actually? Yeah, I got these like two years ago when I was living at home. My dad came home and said, hey, Sean, there's a you know, neighbor left out some clubs if you want to go check them out. And I oh, my God. I checked them out and I picked them up. Can you please buy some real clubs? No, I actually... Oh, I gotta go. I gotta go scourging for some balls. Uh, or, or it, soon. My granddad lives right off a golf course, so I'll go in oh his backyard God. and neighbors' backyards, and I'll just come out with with pearls, man. I'll go what? home, wash them up, clean them up. I'm talking Pro V ones, yeah, and any of the any of the top balls. They're just sitting there, just not picked. I gotta go get them. See, for our listening audience, I lost I have, like 13 balls yesterday. I, I have never actually had a conversation with Sean really about golf. Like I've had like very minimal. The, the most of the conversations are Sean telling me like, oh, I'm, I'm going to play golf. I can't record today. That's the, yeah. the extent of the conversation. That's really what it is. I probably could have guessed that one, your golf clubs were not even hand-me-downs, were garbage. <laughs> they oh, were oh some garbage. of them were hand-me-downs. My my. My uh, my putter has got to be from the '80s. My my pitching my pitching wedge, your pitching iron, uh, it looks like it's been run over by a trash truck, you, you and pick- it is it is probably from the 1960s. But it's my best club. Honestly, that might be the best way to get good at golf is using the biggest piece of crap clubs that were by Dude. someone's trash can. And if you get these thrown out, those, you get rid of a whole a whole set of Wilsons, man. They were they're good. That's clubs. crazy, but. They were still junk because hence him trying to get rid of them. Well, my whole my whole golf bag is all not my stuff. Like I, right. I think the only thing I have I I uh, took my, my glove from one of my roommates a couple years ago. I've been using that, uh, and that's just a disgusting piece of fabric at this point. I took a towel that was laying on a green uh, uh, three <laughs> weeks ago, and that's my golf towel. It's a pretty good one too. So I hope that doofus wasn't looking for it. 
Um, I my I have a two iron that I found in the woods. I have a seven iron that I they found still in the make woods. two irons, <laughs> they, or, dude, or, or, or they the, don't it's, actually. It's they, an they, awful you, club, and it has a loud <laughs> ping every time it strikes the ball, and I never use it, and it stinks. That's the most and, useless club that you. I, I they don't even make three irons. Most manufacturers don't even make three irons dude, anymore. Oh, my four iron is probably from the forties. It's just, it's just the thinnest piece. Oh it's God. like, it's literally a Jack Nicholas iron. Like, like it stinks. But I, I found the seven iron. I think when somebody threw it in a fit of rage in the woods, because nobody would just forget it in the woods. <laughs> so I found somebody who got too fed up with their seven iron. So I'm carrying around two seven irons in my bag. But so this is my point, though. <laughs> if you can somehow produce mediocre results with those clubs, oh, by the time that you can afford. To buy like a really nice set, like maybe when you're like your mid mid thirties. Why would I buy a 30s? set? I'll just keep on finding them. <laughs> I I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> I hate this. I refuse to play golf with you with this. I, I bet one of them's at least duct taped together. In, in, no, in no, the they're all they're, not, they're all good clubs. It's it, uh, and the clubs match the bag too. It all is. <laughs> it's it's the guy was throwing out a full set, and before that, I was literally playing with my dad's hand me down clubs, which you're, you're, were were breaking. Your putter's just one that you stole from a mini golf course with a rubber end on it. <laughs> My putter was doing a little bit better yesterday. A little bit. I was finally hitting putts that I should have uh, hit. Oh, I know that we're at the top here. You're going to say, all right, Sean, get to the read. Yeah, I want to say this. Can I just highlight what we're talking about today? We're talking about offensive linemen, the top offensive linemen in FCS football uh, with the offensive line guru himself, Sean Anderson. You're going to yep. give us some insight I watched, on these uh, I watched some film on the elite tier guys. And if you want me to watch film on any offensive lineman, just tweet me at Sanderson radio. Mm. I will watch it immediately and provide you with five bullet points worth of analysis. That's Actually, I have. A, I have a better way that you can do that. And you and I will talk after the show, but if you want Sean to watch okay. somebody and get, give analysis on it, tag us, tag us comment under the, under the video or in the comments on the YouTube and I'll I've, happily I've a, do it. I have a really fun idea how you can do it, Sean. We'll, we'll okay. talk after the show. But go ahead. I'm going to cut you off. Yeah, before the bet online read, um, I have to say this, and it is company related yes. uh, with Believe. Whatever the hell this push has been for Josh Fisher and his hats, I'm over it. I'm over it. You know why he has those hats? He bought them for them. bits and skits. It's different. We're living a different life. He has 106 hats. I have, I, Joe, yeah, how many? You have how, more hats how many would you, you yes, have? More hats I know I have more hats. Than I know you, I have more hats. Than you got to have at least 150. He's got 106. A lot of them were hanging up in my folks' yes. basement. Uh, a lot, of the, you know, uh, it's a good. I have a ton of hats, and I'm not trying to get in a measuring contest of the sorts about like who has are. more hats. But I need him not to be known as the hat guy or anything mm. like that because See, the, he's buying his hats for content. I'm buying my hats because I wear them. Sean, I just figured out this is why you weren't hired. We, Josh clearly found out that you had more hats than him. And there was some level of intervention. And he must have stepped in and said, we can't have a guy that's got more no, no, hats no, no, than no, me. No, that's no, what no, it was. Because everyone, you're, you're, you're trying to be funny here. I'm tired of seeing, oh, we got to do something. <laughs> Josh has so many hats. Uh, no, he puts them on when he's doing a TikTok or an Instagram video, which is cool. I have no beef with what he does content-wise. But he's got less hats than you. He's got less hats. He's got less cool hats. His hats stink. He has an awful Oklahoma City hat. Yeah. I think he was wearing for the draft. Awful hat. And but, I got some bad hats, too. Trust me. I got some bad hats, too. But you've got a lot of cool, cool old school ones. But so for some context, Sean... 
Sean, after college, lived in his basement because you know the, the the downstairs man cave was a lot was the best part of the house. I will admit it's it's yeah. And there was a like kind of like a piece of the 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 ceiling that that's that jutted out below the ceiling and right. wrapped around the entire basement. Like, it's like Sean had track runs and all that stuff. Yes, Sean had a hat nailed or connected to every single inch of that thing that wrapped around the entire basement at least easily 150 hats it's not Dude. even and it's not even i didn't i didn't even bring those with me yeah. i got i got 40 hats sitting here in my house with me just not even just I, i'm not i can't yeah josh fisher is not the hat guy okay and everyone's impressed by he has uh, uh 106 hats cool <laughs> cool he's got a hat for every major league team and maybe six that he wears for leisure all right, let's, I'm wearing let's, forty hats. Let's do the <laughs> let's uh, let's do the read, Sean. Really quick story <laughs> for betting story for the read. So oh, last awesome. Monday, I went on a so the previous weekend I went on like a five pick heater. I forget if I told you this or not. I went on a five pick heater. I uh, my bankroll was the highest it had been after my original original investment of only thirty dollars. I had more than tripled it, and like I was really high on myself. And I decided I was going to bet on the Dodgers to cover minus one and a half. And instead of putting in like a small incremental bet like usual, I bet over 80% of my total bankroll, like most of it. I'm like, you know what? We're going to get risky. We're going to have some fun. The Dodgers are playing. I think they were playing the Reds. And I'm like, you know, give it to me. Put the bet in. 10 minutes later, I realized I didn't bet on the Dodgers who won that night. I bet on the Angels. So I lost I lost most of my bankroll because I picked the wrong team in my bet and they lost. You're a doofus. Yeah. You are that is now I wouldn't I can't say that I'm unable to sympathize with locking in a bet on the incorrect team or incorrect <laughs> over under and then you're rooting for the over in a game for a whole half and then you check and see how it's doing and you realize you had the under and now you want everybody to to stop scoring the basketball. So I can I can uh, empathize with that. I'm uh, I'm glad you lost your money though. Uh, and you, the listener, can also lose your money at BetOnline.ag. <laughs> no. And you can do you can do what I did too. After oh, you're so frustrated, on, you had ten dollars remaining. You bet on a USFL game that also didn't hit. Hold on, Joe. Betting is fun. I got something. What do you have? More props. You know what else has a lot of props? Is Bet Online. Oh, you froze. No, I didn't freeze. Oh, I'm right you here. Have to believe it. Well, they sent this. me a hat. They, they sent me a hat and two shirts because. One shirt was a misprint, but it's the all good. Coworker power rankings right now, by the way. I think I think uh, Cam's at uh, moving up to the the one seed right now. He's moving up. Actually, no, he's number two. It goes Todd and then Cam. Cam's been done doing a fantastic job in his new role. He's de- Did you see how quickly I got that hat on? That is fantastic. Um, but yes, I got a uh, a hat. Uh, to represent Believe and also representing Believe is Bet Online, our go-to partner for all of your sports gambling. I've been using this tagline in the last couple reads. And that is, you're smart, the listener. You're smarter than me because you don't have hubris. You don't have an ego. You don't think that you know too much about the sport. And they, oh, you, oh, you need to put a bend in that. I know. <laughs> I hate flat brim Joe. Joe showed up to college with uh, probably 20 flat brim. That's better. That's a good looking hat right there. And I'm not anti-flat brim. I just know I can't pull it off. I know Joe right. can't pull it off. Um, I, feel, a, I, wear, I wear it backwards a little bit better. There's a way that I don't know who exactly pulls off the flat brim. It's not me. 
I know white guys can pull it off some, but some type, some white guys can, some white guys can. It's a head shape thing, man. Yeah, it's a hit the head shape thing. But I think like every black guy can pull off the flat brim if they choose to wear it that way. Yeah, I think uh, Hispanics pull it off really well. Also, I think Wait, white guys can look we, really goofy yeah. in them. Also, we look goofy in a lot. It, of we look goofier in a flat brim. Did you um, finish the read? I don't know. I keep on getting sidetracked. Uh, uh, bet uh, online. The, the listener, you're the smarter and you have less ego uh, than Joe and I when it comes to sports betting. So that means you'll probably win money and uh, and come out uh, happy, unlike us who are just constantly miserable. Head to the website. Use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Believe B L E A V to get the bonus and get into the action bet online where the game starts we're in mid-season form though sean oh there you go <laughs> i don't know if i like it backwards we're in, we're in mid-season form though sean 12 minutes in and we still haven't talked about any fcs football why would we why would we let's talk about these guys though so i want to start with the elite tier as we've been doing um we you know what let's start with the trash tier i'm a bad let's <laughs> <laughs> name a bunch of bad football players um the elite tier as we've been doing and we've been breaking this up we have a small clump of guys that are over the top exceptional players at their position the guys that are most likely to get drafted the top performers and then we have our great tier, which are really notable guys that are going to populate these All-American lists, these All-Conference lists that have the potential to maybe ascend into the elite tier. But this is how things currently stand. So I want to start with our, our four guys that fit the elite tier. First being McClendon Curtis from Chattanooga, Cody Mouch from North Dakota State, Mark Evans from Arkansas Pine Bluff, and then Spencer Rowland from Harvard. I just realized it's not Curtis, but it's McClendon Curtis. The stupid, I, I read it wrong ah. on the, the roster. McClendon Curtis, first of all, great football name. I don't know why I love that name. I think that's a fantastic football name. But secondly, this man fits the big boy category. He fits my category of big boy. This dude is six foot five, 345. Now, if you watch him on tape, Sean, he is not really built like a guy that's 345. Like he carries his weight uh, decently well for, for a player that size. Now, from. Speaking to Coach Rusty Wright, it sounds like, despite playing guard opposite of Cole Strange last year, he is going to be bumping at the tackle this year. Now, part of me wonders if he's got the physical profile, the movement skills to do it, but he is far and away the best offensive lineman at Chattanooga. He is the next in line behind Cole Strange. Not going to get drafted in the first round, but very likely to get drafted, I would argue, somewhere mid to early day three. Yeah, um, he is he's someone that you pick out on tape immediately saying, okay, even if I if even if I wasn't looking for him, didn't know his number, um, he is somebody that I would say, wow, that guy stands out. And he stands out because he is being ran behind on all of their touchdowns. I understand that it's not every touchdown, so let me be a little bit hyperbolic if I may. They're running behind this guy as they should because his body positioning on the blocks is exactly where it needs to be. I would take, I don't need pancake throwing the guy into the sidelines. I've never needed that. It's a good trait. It gets you signed to colleges. It gets people's eyes on you. You get labeled with a tough moniker. And then our brains associate that with elite offensive linemen. Now it's an elite trait to be able to throw another grown man into the earth. That's an elite trait. A lot of people can't do it, but 
I need, but I need a guy that can simply do his job, reach the reach the two eye, help out on a combo block with the center, and also win in one on one pass pro, mm. which which McClendon Curtis does. If I if I was listening properly, that's that's his name, first name, last name, correct? McClendon Curtis. Yeah, I, I'm yes. an idiot, and I I listed his name wrong. That's what we did. We also need to review the Mark Evans uh, um, measurements, Joe. He actually is the left tackle, as I was just looking that up, as a secondary due diligence, but I will get to that. I think you can do that while I continue breaking down uh, McClendon Curtis. Uh, for his size, his reaching ability uh, is impeccable. He always has his feet and hips moving exactly position where they need to be. So Chattanooga's running backs have it easy. They have it easy. They say, okay, now I can really tee off on my cues. Now I don't have to... Uh, make some crazy, really beginning of the play read because everything's falling apart to the right side. No, 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 no. It's true security for for their running backs. I wish, though, I wish, and I know it's probably being chirped in the meeting room and everything. I just need him to get out of the ga- gate a little bit quicker. I need him to get out of the mm. gate a little bit quicker. He gets out fine. He gets out fine. I'm not. I'm not knocking his get out. But if he wanted to really boost his grade in this upcoming season. He's going to emphasize getting out of the gate quicker, but don't get that conflated with being reckless and out of control and shooting out low and going face first in the turf. Because a lot of guys, if if they've been emphasized on having to get out quicker and get get shoot forward faster, then they're out of control. So I'm fine with uh, McClendon Curtis being in control at the pace he wants to be, but a little bit of explosiveness at the beginning of the play always helps. Yeah, Curtis, the one thing with him I do feel is a little slow footed and and I part of me wonders is this a guy who needs to drop a little bit of weight cuz he's a big dude he's freaking massive like 345 is freaking doesn't move huge. like 345 though no but uh, you don't need to be 345 to play offensive line in the NFL and I think a lot of teams if you don't need to weigh that much they'd rather you move easier they'd rather you be a little yes, closer to they 315. would drop him down add muscle up um he, he that's what they would do but right now he's moving very well for 345 and i'm not even mm. sure if that's an official listing right now yeah i mean that that number comes from a, a the scouting information that i have access to so that number oh, is, okay. is correct whatever's on the website that i don't necessarily trust that stuff sure next one cody mouch who from north dakota state top returning lineman for that team we, we have another North Dakota State offensive lineman as well that we're going to... I think we've had one every single year that we've done the yeah, show. Multiple. And Cody Mouch is the next guy up. Fantastic, fantastic player. Underrated athlete. And I, I The one thing with him, though, that's kind of annoying is I try... almost He almost came on the show. He was going to come on the show, but... The, yeah, uh, North I'm sure Dakota Barstool State, got him or somebody. No, the, sport, the sports information department at North Dakota State blocked it. I directly reached out to him. He follows oh. me. He follows me. I appreciate her, uh, a friend of the show. And I, I said, hey, Cody, would love to have you on and talk about the national championship game. This was right after, actually a couple weeks after, so there was enough time. I like, yeah, sure. I'd love to come on. Love part of me about the show, but the sports information people at North Dakota State told him no. So thanks, guys. Yeah, I, I he's a bit of a character. <laughs> I think uh, everybody that that knows about Mouch understands that 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 is who he is. And it's not a bad thing to have an offensive lineman as a character because it's a pretty grueling job. And if you can find somebody that truly enjoys it, then you're probably going to have some good cohesiveness along that line. Uh, man, he is a guy that he's going to get his hands on you first and he's going to have great body control. That's what you're going to get with him. That's what you're going to get with a lot of the North, uh, North Dakota state offensive linemen, good body control, 
and their backs are always flat and they're always, they're never reaching. They're never, they're, they're, they just, they, they just, it's almost Wisconsin or Iowa esque yes. where, where do you just and Midwestern like, linemen, just a factory and prowess. And they're, and they're not playing freshman year because mm. they got to get stronger and they got to have the control. And then when they have the control, you say, wow, this guy's really, really polished. Well, you say, okay, well, how about we look down the list here of all the fantastic offensive linemen they have before them say, oh, maybe they learned a little bit after sitting behind these guys uh, and actually letting them develop some technique in the practices that they needed to do. Uh, he's just another guy on that list of exceptional offensive linemen from that college. I mean, it, it, he's a guy, not the, again, he's a little more, you know, going to push you into the dirt, going to make sure, you, you know, tone setting plays, uh, but he's a fun guy to watch. Um, he's he's going to he's gonna give you something to see every time you're, uh, you're watching North Dakota State. So Mark Evans from Arkansas Pine Bluff is is one of those perplexing, head-scratching determinations here. Um, why'd you delete his size? That Because that's not his size. It is. That's the scouting information that I... The, the roster number is always wrong compared to what he actually is measured at. I'm just watching him. I don't think he's that height. Okay, so he's listed at six foot two. Uh, 297 by the accurate measurements that we have from the I scouting service. He's okay. He's like six two and change. He's like six two and and three quarters or whatever. He's actually or the, not actually his, we his roster says. Oh, did you were did you go to Arkansas and measure him? Did you? I get can his see height? him on the field. That's a new level of cockiness from you, saying that I can see that he's six foot. Try, four. Hey. Trust my eyes, brother. I'm the, yeah, I'm the no, Barry. Screw of, the guy of who went all the way, who who contact, who either went all the way there and measured him, or requested an official measurement from the school. Screw that guy. Screw him. Okay, so the guy who did his read, you're the type of guy that are like read like a scientific study, and oh, like no, I know right. I know more than uh, that guy it. doesn't know what he's talking stop about. Stop it. There's no way I've seen it happen. That guy's wrong. That's stop that's, it, that's, it, that's what you're doing right now. That's exactly what you're doing, Mark Evans. Though. A little one of those oddities though, because he's not that big, and he outlier. was playing some tag. Yeah, he's an outlier, six foot two ish, six. Let's say six foot three. That's still six small for a probably. tackle. That's that's still small for a tackle. It is, but still, it's just so hard to get around. Uh, he's probably going to get bumped into guard because of that size profile. He's too small to play tackle He'd in the be NFL. Close to getting bumped to a tight end, freak athlete. I know he moves really freaking well, and he at two ninety seven, which was his measured weight, not his listed weight. I'm not saying he looks. I'm not saying he's. I'm looking at him right now. He's probably two ninety seven here. Who is the? I'm blanking on his name, but there is the the tight end that we were talking about last week. That was oh from uh, Furman. No, 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 not not for Furman. There was the um, was the Bethune tight end. Here, I'm gonna pull it up. Oh, the Bethune oh. tight end who looked like an offensive tackle, and this oh yeah, guy's he an just had the big eyes, like the, the big ass, all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kamari Ev Everett, yeah, from, yeah, 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 from yeah, Bethune, yeah. who's listening at 272. They both kind of have similar builds, and Evans is like if he was like a little bit, if uh, if Evans was a little bit, a little bit thicker. Did you see what's whose buddy that runs the uh, Senior Bowl? Tweeted about the Furman Jim tight Nagy. end. Yeah, yeah. He tweeted out the Furman tight end and a couple of SIU. That, that size what is, thing that? is not right. That is not right, Jim. <laughs> he's good, but he's not a tight end. He's he's a receiver. That dude's a receiver. Yes. He, uh, yes. Stop pretending he's a tight end. I'm with you. Um, but Evans is an offensive. He's an offensive lineman. Yeah. So Evans won the Willie Rofe Award um, as like the best offensive lineman in Arkansas, in, like in the state. P pretty good. Wait, out uh, of any school? 
I think I'm just saying here. Uh, I, I just, Over when Ricky I was Stromberg? Little, when I was doing a little bit, Mark Evans, uh, UAPB uh, lineman Mark Evans receives uh, Willie Rofe Award. Let me see if it's a no, no. You keep talking about HBCU, him. Let me look up, let me, uh, let me look up the Willie Rofe Award. You, you, you no, no, keep no, talking well, about for him. Arkansas's top offensive lineman. Yeah, HBCU and UAPB player receives 2021 Willie Rofe Award at, as Arkansas's top offensive lineman. Yeah. Lee Rofe, legend in Arkansas. Sorry, I'm reading an article instead of broadcasting. Pardon me. Yeah, uh, no, I was this guy. Just... Th- this guy's an Go athlete. Uh, very fast feet. Um, he still a little light in the ass, uh, but he holds his own very, very well. If he's got a heavier five tech on him, then he's gonna. You're gonna see this a lot. You're gonna see him hands outreached. Is his head back but straight? He's not like he's staring at the sky, and it's not like he's he's down looking at the ground. But you're gonna see his back bend, and you're gonna see it bend back, and you say, "Oh, that's not a great position for him." It's not, but that is him still being in the correct position for someone that's gonna bull rush him or try to get underneath his pads, which it can happen, it will happen. But he's not getting planted on his neck, he's not getting beat inside, and he's not giving up the outside uh, ring ring rush right to the to the quarterback. So what he's doing is he's fighting, and he does a really good job of de- taking this little little jump back which i could never do ever once never got it right failed in every drill that i had (laughs) in that where where you just take a little bunny hop back with both your feet to reset yourself anchor yourself down and hold them up like that no no no, me i couldn't do that but really good offensive linemen with good feet and good body control could do that and uh and evans can do that if you watch his tape i was watching his tape against um uh alabama a&m uh in the swag championship in 2021 he does it a lot so it's 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 just him doing the right things from practice, translating onto the field. A uh, big fan of his for sure. Uh, last guy though, who is kind of close to home, is from New England. Spencer Rowland from Harvard, six six two ninety eight. Is he from DC? Or I said I am close to home. Okay, we went to school in Rhode Island, dipshit. Like, we, hey, but he was also he's also coached by. Your offensive lineman coach, Keegan Kennedy, uh, says yes. he's listed as a mechanical engineering major, which I don't know why, but that pisses me off. I don't I don't like linemen to be doing smart things. Like, why isn't he like a, a comm major or a criminal justice major? I don't I don't like that he's smart enough to be doing mechanical engineering. You couldn't do mechanical engineering. If somebody is bigger and smarter than Joe, he has an issue with it. That's, <laughs> That's what I know it. about Joe. Joe thinks that he could be a mechanical engineering I don't. major. You I do. don't. You I do. don't. You I don't. don't. I never said that I thought I could. You no, think I you can't. No, 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 I don't. You, you, no I'm not I saying don't. you, you no, said that, but you personally. Look at no, you. You're don't. smiling. I'm bad at math. You, I'm you bad know. at math. And why would you brag about getting an A in calc or A minus in calculus? Because it's the only someone. notable thing that I've done in math is getting hey, an A calculus. Listen up, you fraud hack loser. This is what Joe thinks. He thinks that if he really put his mind to it, he could do it. That's what he thinks. He thinks if he really applied himself right now, if he said, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm going to go become a mechanical engineering major. He thinks he would do it, and he could talk do about it. Roland. Just talk about Roland. Talk- no, no, no. I got you. Didn't we're I? Moving, you think you could do it? Moving. No, I'm not letting you out of this. I'm not. Because I'm okay, not saying you shocker, can do I'm it. I'm cocky. I'm an asshole. What do you want? All I wanted is, is that. All right, let's talk about so let's talk about this guy, Spencer yeah, Roland. That's all I, all I wanted you to do. Was You're a big admit- fan of him, though. You you were you were uh, getting a little uh, little steamed up watching him. Okay, steamed up is a strong word. Uh, it is, but when I was watching his tape, it reminded me of being in that media room for three years with coach Kennedy and him waiting for somebody to do 
what he was teaching us to do. Him begging us, please do what you're doing in practice in the game. And Roland does that. Uh, Roland uh, has quick feet. Uh, he is trim in the torso, uh, pretty big in the thighs. Uh, he's a tall tackle. Uh, he moves really well. Just, I mean, he's beasted him right down the face right now. I'm sorry. I'm watching it. He, he pulls uh, fantastically. One thing he did uh, that I don't really enjoy that much, he tipped his pull a little bit, but that he's only tipping his pull when he's going back to the left side because he plays right tackle. I understand every offensive lineman is going to need a little cheat a bit, uh, but if you're playing a defense that can queue up on that, uh, then they're going to bust that play open and you will be yelled at. But regardless, he does the right things. I said uh, a while ago uh, during COVID that being only in practice with Keegan Kennedy, those guys are going to come out with mm. impeccable technique because all they're going to do is practice and all they're going to do is trigger step and all they're going to do all day every day is inside run and one-on-ones. That's all they're going to do and that's all they did. And you can see it with this Harvard O-line. And it's not just uh, it's not just what's his damn name? Spencer Rowland is the whole O-line that's doing exactly what they need to do. Boom. Here's a play. And then you see it trigger steps all across the board. And I, I know every offensive line coach thinks they're the best offensive line coach. If you have a good one, you kind of know it. Kennedy was a good offensive line coach. And then if you spend enough time doing it, you're going to pick some stuff up. Spencer Roland is technically sound, and I am a fan of his for sure. Yeah, Coach Kennedy always got everybody right. Uh, he did not like me snapping on field goals for some reason. But the, you were, he always, you were 210 got pounds. I could have taken Joe's job. All right, I could have. Demi could have taken your job, too. Demi sucked. Uh, he's not even playing football anymore. I don't even know if he is. Yeah, he is. Uh, guys, it's some Division three school. What, no, uh, he was at uh, D1. He transferred to a D1 school. Where did he transfer to? Uh, let me pull it up right now. It's They're purple. Hold on. Demi. Stephen F. Austin? No, definitely not. No, no, no. Uh, Stonehill? WIU, Western Illinois. Oh, they... Meh. What? <laughs> All right, great tier guys. Okay. I want to talk about uh, sure. Great tier guys. I want to hit on really quick before we wrap up. Look at um, yes, Demi here. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> Look at Demi. <laughs> I just love him. He's just great. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was just looking at his Instagram. He's so German. Um, Demi rocks. He is German. My, <laughs> M- Michael Garris from Maine. <laughs> their starting center. Mason McCormick, South Dakota State guard. <laughs> Mass Jensen, North Dakota State guard. Alex Jensen, South Dakota offensive tackle, Hunter Nazard from Cornell, Garrett Greenfield from South Dakota State, and then lastly, we have to include our guy, Nick Correa, guard from the University of Rhode Island. Uh, I want to talk about Correa to wrap, but before we get, I want to talk about these other guys, just quick wrap around on them. Not surprising that we've got two South Dakota State players in the great tier and one guy, another North Dakota State guy. We already talked about how well-developed these North Dakota State guys are, but South Dakota State is mean. not too far off yet. Yeah, not They're too far mean. Off. They're mean notice, up front. So mean. And notice how every single week we've mentioned a South Dakota State player. If you have, I mean, it's not a bad futures bet. Um, Look, that South Dakota State offensive line is mean. Uh, I think I saw some, what did I see on Michael uh, Garris recently on social media? Was he featured in something? Was he on their uh, 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 media there? Cruz posted something. Maybe. Um, I, I uh, the South Dakota State guys. I remember watching from the stands with our pals. Oh, you! Rem- I just remembered, Chad. I got a, a public apology. I was mm-hmm. not following Chad Myros back on Twitter. I don't know how it happened. Or JD. I or, thought or I, I'm getting to him. Thank you. 
I need to publicly apologize to Chad Myros. I swore I was following him. I wasn't. I am embarrassed and I am a hack. That is the best apology I can give you. You deserve that. And it's not even like, oh, you know, I think, you know, getting a follow from me is important. No, no, no. It's, I know you. I like what you put out. You're a bad person. I should have been following you. I'm a bad person. The same thing, unfortunately, goes for Jamie Williams, (laughs) who I don't know why. I thought that, I don't know. Uh, But he got the follow as well. Uh, So I'm trying to right my wrongs. I needed to do that before I forgot. And I wanted to apologize to those um, that I hadn't followed through with back to the South Dakota state offensive line. I remember watching them and Joe being next to me. And then Joe was just sitting there. Oh, I'm too drunk. It's too hot. I don't want to spend up. any money. And I, I was like, Joe, please. I'm trying to watch this offensive line work because they were really mean. And they, uh, they stayed really low, even though they're tall offensive line. They're, they're, they're pretty tall across the board, but they stayed low. They moved North, North Dakota state around for Pierre strong to go bust out big runs and all that. Uh, yeah, they have a very good uh, offensive line. Uh, Sean, quickly on Correa, though, before I close this out, because I got to jump. Um, I know I'm important, right? Jeez. Nick Correa, though, we played with, and he came in, I believe, our junior year. Junior year. Massive dude. One of the six biggest foot, people I've ever seen in my life. Six six three thirty is what he's listed at. Didn't even know that they had football in Nantucket, but he came to play at URI. And he, as soon as he stepped onto the field, man, has had such a presence for that team. He's going to be in a, a Portnoy video when he's in Nantucket, and he's just going to be like, look, yeah. this, Portnoy, look at this giant I just saw. And I'm just like, oh, there's Correa. <laughs> just picking oranges off the trees. That's what he does. <laughs> just chilling there. Post a weird selfies. I got you, Nick. I'm, I'm glad that's you. the analysis <laughs> that you gave for him. Not his quality as a football player as a person. I'm sorry you brought up Nantucket. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm marking out a little bit. Um, look, um, Correa, because it was we were all coming back, um, and we were pretty excited. Uh, that come come back for junior year because it was our class. You know, we were kind of ready to take over, but there's still some good seniors on the team. But uh, we walk in and we're like, "Oh, hey, what's up? What's up?" You know, kind of. And then we see a mountain in the in the weight room. We're like, "What is this?" You know, they get a new piece of <laughs> uh, equipment. What is this? What is this? They say, "Oh, that's a human being. Who is this? Where where did he transfer from? Uh, the dark world? Where where is he from? I don't know." And then he's like, "Yeah, I'm from Massachusetts. Uh, my name's Nick Correa." Uh, I'm offensive line. Like, oh, I thought you were a kicker. No, he just, (laughs) and I've never seen a whole team, 80 guys just looking at one dude constantly, just looking. Whoa, what the hell? Because we either got somebody that was tall and then too light, or we got somebody that was short and too heavy. uh, And this this, Nick Correa showed up. You're like, Mm. oh, well, if my car is ever stuck in the snow, you could probably just pick it up and put it on your back, pal. Huh? Thanks. I'll remember <laughs> to give you a call. One of the most impressive dudes I've ever just seen uh, uh, walking around. He's good also uh, at football along with that. His feet all, uh, obviously need to keep getting better. They have gotten far better since freshman year. Um, and then he's just a, he's a guy that you're going to have to keep your eye on because mm. you cannot teach being that physically gifted in that size and that strong. I mean, weight room wise, he was lifting it at rack one. Uh, uh, sophomore year easily yeah with the big big boys and he's somebody who I think needs to be on more of these preseason lists but hasn't necessarily gotten that recognition Um, that's all we got for today though at Joe DeLeon at Sanderson Radio Hack City on YouTube Hack City on Instagram on TikTok hit subscribe or follow wherever you're tuning in Um, also hit subscribe on the FCS football podcast on wherever you get your podcasts believe shop get your stuff 
Yes. Drive safe, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.